Hello and welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast, a podcast from me, Danielle Fasternak, wedding coordinator of DTNAC Weddings. And me, Daniel Moyer of Daniel Moyer Photography. The Put a Ring on It podcast is for brides, grooms, and anyone planning a wedding who wants insider knowledge, behind the scenes stories, and downright sensible wedding planning advice. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast. This is your host, Daniel Moyer. And this is your other shorter host, Danielle Pasternak. Um, hi, Dan. Hey, Danielle. So this is episode four, and we just want to start out this episode by thanking you from the absolute bottom depths of our hearts. We've been completely overwhelmed by the response so far um, from the first three episodes, and everyone has been leaving us reviews, which has been just incredible and very kind. Um, yeah. So far, one of my favorite reviews came from our friend Carla, who said, and I quote, I think my favorite thing about this podcast is that it clears a lot of fog for creating the perfect event. It puts things into perspective. It helps you understand what you really want to get out of your wedding and also makes it fun for your guests. Finally, exclamation point, end quote. Yeah, so everybody's been leaving us reviews and subscribing and rating us. And thanks to all of that, we hit our goal of making iTunes new and noteworthy section Ah! within, within just a few hours of launching, which... I didn't know it was possible. Um, so now our new goal is to stay there. For eight weeks. For eight weeks, yes. That's that's what we have to do. We have to stay there for eight weeks, and that's that's our new goal. So please help us out with that. Keep reviewing and rating and subscribing and listening, and holy moly, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. So anyway, into the into the today's show, Dan. This week's episode is all about what many couples fear for their wedding day, bad weather. And today we have two guests who know all about that. For the first half of this week's episode, we have Amanda. Amanda is a past bride of Danielle and mine, and her wedding happens to be the first one that Danielle and I worked together. She's been one of our biggest supporters over the past couple years, and we are really pumped to have her on the show and tell us about how her and her hubby tackled the weather head on and lived to tell the tale. Happily ever after, if you will. <laughs> so speaking of hubby, um, how is Mark? He's good. He's doing really good. Work is keeping him busy. He still travels a lot, um, but he's been home since the holidays and travel is slowing down a little bit. So that's good. But yeah, no, he's doing good and we're great. We're thankful that he let us borrow you for the evening. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we get into like the nitty gritty of what happened on your wedding day, um, mm-hmm. did you can you tell us a little bit about your planning experience? Uh, just what happened, what uh, any struggles that you had, and or maybe what your and Mark's favorite part of planning was? Um, I mean, it's really, it's, it's overwhelming at first when you get started. Um, there are so many things to consider. Um, I think the biggest thing for us was when, once we had the date and once we had the venue, those are probably like the two most important parts. And then we were kind of like, all right, everything is going to fall into place. We sort of started to focus on the bigger items, um, wanted to get those things taking care of. Um, Booking you, Dan, was one of the (laughs) biggest, probably the biggest thing for us. (laughs) Um, So, um, and of course, Danielle, um, we were very excited to find you as well. And um, just so lucky to get both of you when we did, um, when you were both just starting out your careers. Um, But getting those big things booked first um, was probably the most important part. And once, you know, once we had the venue booked, once we had, you know, 
photography booked, once we had a wedding coordinator booked, um, all the other smaller stuff just kind of started to fall into place for us. Um, the key for me and Danielle will tell you about this was staying organized. Um, I had spreadsheets and lists for everything. Um, because if I didn't, I knew that everything would just kind of spin out of control. Um, and it's hard when you're working full time and you know, you're trying to succeed in your career and you have stuff going on at home and now you have this huge event that you're trying to plan. Um, staying organized was really key for us. So, um, you know, we started with the bigger stuff. We kind of worked our way down to the details. Um, and it was, you know, having checklists and everything was a huge help to make sure that we didn't miss anything in the planning process. So, yeah, I love that. I'm so similar to you, Amanda, with that. I love checklists. That's how I function. That's how I function in my everyday life. And I think um, when you go into a big event like this, a big project, it's so important to take those things that you do well in your everyday life and apply them in the same way. Like you said, you need a checklist, you need spreadsheets because you still had full-time jobs that you were doing and now you're adding this to your plate. So it's no different than anything else. Treat it like you would with, with anything else and, and do your thing to it. If you're not a checklist spreadsheet person, I don't understand you, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. Do your thing. And that's, you know, that's part of what makes your wedding your wedding. And that's yeah. how it's yeah. going to come together. So, or make friends with someone who is really good at checklists if you think that that's what you need to do. <laughs> and for what it's worth, um, my checklist was absolutely my lifeline in my planning process. I basically didn't go anywhere without my checklist. I had it in a folder and it was a checklist that was created by Danielle, not surprisingly. <laughs> but that was my lifeline. It was like, if I didn't have my checklist, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> So the moral of the story is just hire Danielle. Is that what we're yes, all basically saying? Yes, she will saying? help you very much. Yes, absolutely. Well, so I think Amanda and I blended our superpowers. She was really good at maintaining organization, and I just gave her a good foundation to work off of. So. She gave me the tools I needed. Exactly, like screwdrivers and all those yep. things. Not mm -hmm. the drink, the <clears throat> tool. Anyway. Although so, that would have helped too. Yes. <laughs> so I do remember, now just for reference, your wedding was five years ago? It'll be five years this August. Right. So just, just to give a reference, so I know we're like pulling back deep into the archives of memories here, but I remember vividly leading up to the wedding day. Um, and when I say leading up to the wedding day, I mean in the months before your wedding day, what was your biggest concern that you talked about almost every conversation we had? Um, the weather. <laughs> Every conversation that um, Amanda and I would have, she would be like, okay, but what if it rains? I just I just don't want it to rain on my wedding day. And I think at least three months out, she was checking the forecast. Yeah, and I, was I was begging her to stop. the forecast pretty compulsively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why, why, why? I mean, besides obvious reasons, but what was like, why would, do you think that was really sticking with you? Um, you know, and looking back on it, I'm really not sure because I have, we, we had a plan A and a plan B. Um, the, the ceremony was supposed to be outdoors and I was really looking forward to that. Um, and then I was really looking forward to having the cocktail hour, um, in a separate reception room and then having the actual reception in the ballroom because we had everything all at one location. Um, and so I just so had it in my mind, um, knowing that I was very organized, you know, this is how it, things were planned and this is how I wanted things to go. And as silly as it sounds, I was looking forward to that moment where after the cocktail hour, the doors open, everybody saw the beautiful ballroom. And if we had to move the ceremony inside, 
that moment wasn't necessarily going to happen. So that was, you know, it, it was just wanting everything, you know, you work so hard and you plan everything out and it was just wanting everything to go as planned. Mm-hmm. Just to give everybody listening a little bit of a reference, Amanda and Mark's wedding was at a really nice country club in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So anybody who knows what uh, August 27th is, 2011, they're already going to know what this date is. Uh, but Amanda, when your wedding day finally arrived, what happened? There was a hurricane in <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep. Hurricane oh. Irene blew through. Yep. It so she sure did. <laughs> it was a little bit dangerous. <laughs> yeah, we had we did have some people understandably not be able to make it. I mean, I heard of I mean, I heard of people that had much bigger weddings than we had and had many more people not be able to make it than yeah. you know, so Really, we were very lucky, and we, it could have been a lot worse for us. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a little treacherous. So when you finally saw the forecast for your wedding day, what went through your mind? Um, it, I think it was a little bit of disbelief. Um, you know, planning this wedding and just hoping and praying for beautiful weather. Um, it was, it was definitely a little bit of disbelief. So everybody kept saying, Oh, don't worry about it. It's gonna, you know, swing another way. It's not going to be as bad as they're saying it's going to be. And you try to tell yourself that, but it was as bad as they were saying it was going to be. Yeah, there's no avoiding it. I think one of the good things that I remember though, was that I was concerned that it was going to be full blown, rain, wind, hail from the morning I woke up until I left in that evening. And what was great is we did end up getting a little bit of time for you and Mark to do your first look outside to get some pictures by like, you know, on the driveway there, which is really, really pretty. Um, So all in all, it ended up being, we ended up getting some of that outside time, which was great. Yeah. So I was going to say what I remember of the day is just, I mean, I was able, I went for a run that morning, um, getting ready for the wedding. Um, it, it didn't start raining yet. Once we were dressed, we were able to take pictures outside at my parents' house. Like Dan said, we were able to get the first look in before it even started to rain. Um, it wasn't even until the ceremony actually started that it just started to rain. So yeah. when you, you initially described it, so before the rain was coming, the ceremony was happening outside, the cocktail hour was going to happen outside, and then guests were kind of going to be led into this beautiful ballroom. So when the rain happened, what changed? So when the rain happened, obviously, it got to a point, I think, Danielle, you and I had talked the night before, and we said, you know, we have to decide by a certain time what it's going to be. According to the venue. Right. I forget if it was the night before, if it was early the morning of, but, you know, we had to make the call. I'll I'll say early the morning of we had to make the call that this is going to have to happen inside. Um, So the, you know, the venue set everything up. We actually had the ceremony in the room where we were supposed to have the cocktail hour. Um, So really, the, the only thing that we missed out on was having that moment that I was looking for, which was after the cocktail hour, everyone seeing the ballroom, because what we had to do is move the cocktail hour into the ballroom. But really, that was something that was only of a concern to us. It wasn't really a concern to our guests. Our guests still had that moment where they saw this beautiful room. And the only different was, difference was is that there just happened to be some food stations set up on the dance floor that then you know got moved out. And looking back on it, our wedding date was August 27th. It's, you know hotter than hell outside sometimes (laughs) that time of year and the mosquitoes were really really bad and looking back on it 
I remember the rehearsal, the mosquitoes being really bad and thinking this might be really uncomfortable for us. This might be really uncomfortable for our guests. So having the ceremony inside that time of year, I think actually worked out better um, for us. And the venue did an absolutely wonderful job. They had white um, Christmas lights um, hanging up. Um, They dimmed the lights. It was extremely romantic. And I didn't even realize this because when it's your wedding and you're so in the moment, you're not taking in necessarily every single little detail. Um, Do you hear that scratching noise? Mm -hmm. What is it? That's my dog who's very upset that she's not allowed in the room with me right now. (laughs) She's scratching at the door. I'm sorry, guys. No, No, that's all good. So anyway, um, so um, it ended up being a very romantic space to have a wedding. And like I was saying, you you're so in the moment when it's your wedding, you're not necessarily paying attention to every single little detail. And I had people tell me after the ceremony that it was just as we all, you know, the bridal party and everybody started coming down the aisle, the rain just lightly started at that point. So you had the music, you had the procession and you could hear the light rain starting to fall. So I'm do you want to? Do you want to let the pup in the room? Can I, I let her in the room. Hold on. <laughs> I like that it adds a little bit of realism to the podcast. The dog just like whacking herself against the door. <laughs> I don't mind it. My, no, no, my, no. Oh, there she is! Oh, oh. how dare she! Is. Can you Mommy, how dare you lock me out of the room? I'm sorry. Hang on one second. No, you're good. Yeah, we were talking about the ceremony. I think um, one of the things I went through as your coordinator, Amanda, throughout the process, you and I became pretty good friends. And I became so emotionally involved, as that does happen to me, um, that when it came to the week of the wedding and we started learning where the weather was heading and all that... I started to feel so guilty and so terrible because I just couldn't do anything to fix it. And I knew it was something that meant so much to you. But when we finally got to all of the decisions made, we got to the wedding day and it was time for the ceremony and we saw everything set up. And like you said, the rain started to fall. It was like everybody just had this like warmth and there was this glow and it was just so cozy and intimate that it just felt like this is how it was sort of meant to happen. That's how I felt that everything came together the way it did for a reason and just seeing it all and you being just so in the moment with Mark, it was, it was very cool from just an outsider perspective. Um, it was very cool to see everything come together the way it did. And it was tough. Like you mentioned your venue, if you're having a wedding outside needs a certain time to make that call by so many times when you go into the planning process, you think, well, you know what, we'll just, we'll just make it work we'll we'll make a call 10 minutes before the the ceremony starts and that's not always possible with your venue or depending on where you're having your wedding things need to get moved things need to happen so all of those different things have to come into play and usually you have to make a call hours before the ceremony actually happens as to where it's going to it's where it's going to go down which is tough and like like Danielle said I, I, in our situation i think everything ended up working out everything came together Um, and I mean, the reality was we, you know, we did have a plan B and it turns out that maybe plan B was actually the better plan for us because it was very intimate. It was very romantic. Um, and it did just sort of feel like this is the way that it was supposed to be. So sometimes you just got to roll with the punches and trust that everything 
works out exactly the way that it should. Because you aren't going to stop the rain. No. And that's one thing. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of friends, a lot of family getting married, and everybody's always talking about the weather. And, you know, I try not to be too pushy about it. But I definitely tell everybody, like, please, if there's one thing I can tell you, it's don't worry about the weather, because the weather is going to be what it's going to be. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. That is the one thing on your wedding day that you have zero control over. So... So you, you would say that a plan B is very important then? I would. I mean, I I found it to be very important. And I had always said going into wedding planning that I would never plan an outdoor wedding without having a plan B. That's just me. And maybe that doesn't work for everybody. Um, but, you know, if you plan everything entirely outdoors, like I said, you have no control over the weather. So at least if you have a plan B, you know that not everything is going to be ruined and you're not stressing about that. Um, so that was something that was very important to me. Even if we were going to plan an outdoor ceremony that we had a backup plan just in case and we ended up meeting it. So it was a good thing that we did. So looking back on it all, knowing what you know now, what would you tell the engaged Amanda? I would definitely tell the engaged Amanda, you know, what I, like I said, what I tell all my friends, which is don't stress about the weather. There's nothing that you can do about it. So, um, try to focus on the things that you can control and not the things that you can't. So is there anything you regret from your wedding day? Um, anything I regret from my wedding day? Wow. Um, no, I mean, I don't think I would do anything different. I, you know, looking back on, I loved where we had it. I loved all the vendors that we had. I had no, you know, no regrets in that area. Um, I was really, I didn't want to, I wanted everything to be very classic. I didn't want to ever look back on my wedding day and say, what was I thinking? Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it too. Um, I wasn't so interested in following trends as I was um, just doing what felt right for me and Mark. Um, following our own individual style and, and what we like. And, and that was because of that, that's probably why I don't have any regrets. So yeah, I, I wanted to be able to look back on, you know, all of our beautiful pictures and not, you know, not say what were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so. um, well, on that note, would you say that you have, let me put it this way. Um, all things considered, what is your favorite moment from your wedding day? And the second part of that question is, did the rain and the hurricane allow for any moments that you don't think you would have had if it were just like a normal day? So my favorite moment from my wedding day, and Mark would agree with this, was our first dance. Um, that was the, you know, time that it felt like it was just us and it, there mm. wasn't anybody else in the room. And it was just, that was really the time that we had to just be together and enjoy the moment and take it all in. So my favorite moment for my wedding day was definitely the first dance. Um, looking back on it, I love that we got married in a hurricane. We have so many fun stories to tell. Oh my goodness. Actually, the, the most impact that it had was on our honeymoon and getting to our honeymoon. I have so many stories I could tell about that. Oh my goodness. I think the fact that there was a hurricane 
And the people that got there because they did have to get there in treacherous conditions, which we certainly appreciated, um, everybody was a little bit more inclined to just let loose and party and say, hey, there's a hurricane going on inside and we're here inside with a DJ and an open bar and all of our friends and family and we're just going to party and have a great time. So I think it definitely helped everybody get a little bit loose. Um, I do remember, as I know, Dan and Danielle, you guys both remember um, the sparkler send off at the end of the night. That was definitely Mm -hmm. an adventure because the wind was blowing at who knows what it was that I mean, the rain was coming in sheets and coming in sideways and we were outside and everybody was trying to get their sparklers lit and couldn't get their sparklers lit. And then once they got them lit, nobody could get their sparklers out. (laughs) And Dan, um, being the perfectionist that he is, um, wanted us to do our send off twice. So we went out and we did our send off once and then he said, okay, now you're going to go back inside and do it again. So we did, we went back inside and we, I don't either. (laughs) We went out once and you took some pictures and you said, okay, everybody, now we're going to do it again. So Amanda and Mark go back inside and we're going to do it again. So we did it twice. And one thing that I do remember, although I don't think Danielle, um, recalls this as a fond memory was um, it got a little bit wet inside in the lobby and uh, she uh, well she she ate it <laughs> <laughs> I bit and, it yeah yeah and um, so I felt pretty bad I felt really bad about that I still remember that Dan and I were just talking about that right Dan I was talking to you about that yep. the other day I that's one of those memories that I feel awful about because I feel like it was one of those moments that was so all about you and Mark and I was trying to get out of the way of the photos I came running around the corner to hide to duck out of the pictures and because I was like turning I slipped and I fell so hard on my bum I hit the hugest black and blue mark on my hip for like a week and you're like oh my gosh are you okay I'm like ignore me completely ignore me just go just go I felt so bad I still it still haunts me that I like I feel like I oh I hate that (laughs) and I still to this day feel bad about it because obviously I didn't want anybody to get hurt at my wedding and it didn't it didn't hurt as much as like I felt so bad that I like took away that like attention from you guys because everyone was like oh my gosh she just totally fell and bit it and it it was so embarrassing no it was fine One of the things that I think uh, maybe not a lot of people get to do unless there's bad weather or unless they just specifically invest in it, um, you got to put your wedding garb back on again. I did. I did. Um, Because due to the rain, one of the things we weren't able to do was go outside and get any night shots. And I remember you felt badly about that, even though that was something that wasn't out of your control. And I think you um, felt badly about the whole situation, which again, wasn't out of your control, but because you are the um, gracious person that you are offered to do a post wedding shoot with us, which we did in November of that year. And it was awesome and so much fun. And we got to get dressed up again. And I, yeah, I got to put my dress back on and Mark got to get all dressed up again. And, um, we walked around downtown Easton and just had a lot of fun. So it was, um, it was fun to do that. And, not have the stress of like the wedding hanging over you. So, because yeah. when you're doing it that day, you're thinking like, okay, how much time do we have to do this? How much time do we have to do that? And uh, this this was just pure fun. So we had a really great time with that. And yeah, definitely got some of my favorite um, wedding, if you want to call them, pictures out of it. So yeah, yeah, that was great. And we really appreciated that. 
Yeah, that's kind I of think my... that's one of the things I tell everybody about when I, you know, talk to them about you. So mm. that's kind of my unspoken rule to couples who have really terrible weather on their wedding day, because like obviously pictures play a, a big part of it. And if you think about it, most of your wedding day is not really going to be ruined by by rain unless like the venue loses power or something. Um, but most of it can be finagled or something. You're still going to have a big party and people are still going to be piling the dance floor and you'll still be partying. You know, but those pictures, couple portraits and things like that, you know, those can kind of get messed up. And uh, so that's always been my unspoken rule to all my couples is that if there's really bad weather and we don't get a chance to go out and do portraits like we normally would have, um, and just do a free day after session where you get to get back together, you get to put your wedding garb back on and we go around, have a little fun and just take the stress back out of it. Yeah. And we really appreciated that. We had a great time with it. So I think it's awesome that you do that. I think, um, I don't think there's a lot of other, um, photographers out there that would do something like that. So kudos to you for that. That's a nice, uh, nice little bonus. (laughs) Another reason to to hire Dan. (laughs) Well, thank you. I think Dan's head has grown three sizes in this episode. If anything, if anything, Dan's brides should hope for bad weather. So then they get to spend more time with him. (laughs) I keep adjusting my headphones because they're they're just like a little too snug now. <laughs> I think that's maybe a good discussion to have with your photographer when you're going into the planning process too is, hey, what happens if if it's a really rainy day and we're not able to do photos? Do we have an option to hire you? Um, in Dan's case, he did it for free. But, you know, you can even still hire them to be like, hey, can you come spend a few hours with us? Let us get all dolled up do our thing. You don't have to do a trash the dress session. I know a lot of people talk about that. You don't have to destroy your clothes. You can still just throw them on and go out and have a good time and take some photos and see, you know, see what comes of it. I also do have to commend Dan because he was really, and, um, you know, we, we get a lot of compliments, um, about a lot of things from our wedding, but, um, a lot of people still remember what a positive influence, Dan, you were on the whole day. Um, you had such a great attitude about everything. Um, you really comforted me a lot, mm. said a lot of really um, reassuring words to me, and you had a blast with everything as well. Um, I remember the two of you doing the Cupid Shuffle, and everybody still talks about that. So, <laughs> yeah, That still happens. Every time Cupid Shuffle plays at a wedding, I drop whatever it is I'm doing as long as I can, and I bolt yeah. to the dance floor. Yeah, like, you guys were tearing it up and everybody talks about that still, so. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back on it all, Amanda, what advice do you have for couples getting married? Oh my gosh, that is a, that is a very loaded question. Right? Um, wow, what advice do I have for couples getting married? Um, I think the important thing is to stay true to yourselves and who you are as a couple. Um, remember that it's your day and it's not anybody else's day. So you have to do what's going to make you happy. Um, you can't please everyone. Um, so you need to worry about, you know, doing what matters to the two of you as a couple. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for talking with us and spending the time to kind of dive in a little bit on your wedding and, you know, share share your knowledge. Thanks for having me. It was fun. I always love talking to you guys. Likewise. I'm pretty sure that this will not be the last time that you'll be around. Yeah. And like you said, you have some honeymoon stories for us. So maybe we'll bring you back for an encore episode to dish on what to do and what not to do in honeymoons. <laughs> yes, I would love to share our honeymoon experience. It was quite an adventure to say the least. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming today, Amanda. Thanks, guys. 
Hey guys, before we jump into the second half of this episode, I just wanted to take a second to give you a tiny glimpse into what we've got planned for some upcoming episodes of Put a Ring on It. This is episode four of our first season, and we've got eight more episodes planned that we'll be launching every other Tuesday, plus some bonus episodes we're thinking too. Coming up still this season, we're going to be talking with the super rad wedding blogger and coordinator from DC, Brie Ryback of Capital Romance, as well as we also are going to have the publisher of GayWeddings.com, Catherine Ham, talking with us. All this and more, plus you can find past episodes of Put a Ring on It on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and make sure to hit those subscribe and review buttons to show your support. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about bad weather and how it affects a wedding. Uh, for our second guests, we invited Kristen and Joe, who are actually past couples of mine uh, that I've grown close with over the past couple of years, primarily because her and Joe are incredibly awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> but also because of uh, the crazy bonding experience that we had through their intense many hours wedding. Like Amanda, Kristen and Joe's wedding was directly affected by crazy weather. They got married at the end of October in 2011, and for anyone else on the East Coast, they might remember what event happened during that time. They have quite a unique tale to tell, and I will add my tidbits from the story from time to time, uh, but it's quite an interesting story. So without further ado, welcome Kristen and Joe. Thank you. Thank you. So it's been a couple years. How have things been? What have you been up to? Things have been great. Um, we've moved multiple, multiple times, times. Um, <laughs> so much moving speaking of weather there have been yeah. multiple weather events um since then joe got um, a job because of the weather events. yeah exactly um yeah. it's been an interesting uh it's been an interesting few years obviously uh it's gone very very well for us so yeah. very cool we yes. still like each other yes that's uh, <laughs> the, the, the main takeaway <clears throat> it's been what five years now close to five this, years this year will be five this year will be five yeah this, this coming uh this coming october mm -hmm. that's awesome well, so let's let's hop right into it. Yep. Uh, take us through your wedding from the very beginning, uh, even including planning if you want to get into that. But take us through your wedding, basically what happened, and don't leave any details unsaid. Sure. Do you want to start, Chris? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I'll start on the day of. Yeah, it cool. started out fine. Yeah. <clears throat> However, you know how um, every bride will do this? They're going to check the weather about two weeks out and then a week out and then, uh -huh. you know, that whole week leading up to in all the days and so I was doing that and it was going to be raining so Joe and I went and bought umbrellas and I got my rain boots ready and then <laughs> suddenly it turned into a snow forecast and so I just kind of stuck with the rain boots and umbrella thinking there's no way there's going to be snow in October Right. and it started snowing that morning so yeah. my bridesmaids and I were getting ready and then we just kind of look out the window and it starts snowing. And it's not like a, a light <laughs> snow. It was a heavy snow yep. right away. Yes. Um, and so I just started laughing because what do you do? Yes. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's snow in October. It was really nice. It was very pretty. Uh, <laughs> it, was very, it was very pretty until we were getting into the limo. Because I lived in New Jersey at the time and the church was in Staten Island. So we, I was in the car with my dad, and I, the only that was the only time I was nervous that I wouldn't make it 
Or I would oh. die. Yeah, because it's a normally about a 45-minute drive between the two locations. Um, and uh, with the snow and people not being uh, ready for the snow, um, it probably turned into, what, like an hour and a half-ish from yeah. your house to, to the church. So, yeah. To be fair, I did beat the priest. Yeah, we, we, got, <laughs> we got there before uh, – you got there before the priest did, and so did I. Um, yeah, and the venue um, – we didn't hire a wedding coordinator because our venue basically had a coordinator there. And he was texting me photos of the day. And then as it started snowing, he was calling me, telling me about things. And when I got in the car, I was like, you need to call Joe now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, was, I was like, I can't do anything. I'm in a car. Yeah, it was my responsibility to take care of that from yeah. then on out. So. And then- take care of the snow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, you could, if you could fix this up for us. Yeah, if you could just take care of the weather. And just to give people a little bit of um, a statistic here, um, we did some geeking out. And on the day you got married, October 29th, 2011, um, in the New York area, we found out that since 1869, Central Park has never received an inch of snow on any given October day. So when you say people weren't prepared, they they didn't really have a need to. So the last time that Central Park recorded measurable snow was on October 21st, 1952. So on on your guys' wedding day, it received 2.9 inches, which was just completely shattering the record. So um, you you couldn't have planned for it, neither (laughs) neither could anybody else. So um, just so people realize, like this wasn't a normal thing when people say, you know, you weren't really prepared for it. It was for a pretty good reason. One yeah. of the other things that's really interesting about it happening that early is that um, it was very wet snow and the leaves were all on the trees. Yeah, it was so still, it was still the warm. snow sort of was falling onto the trees. They were getting so heavy and it was just knocking down power lines. The, the trees were coming down into the streets. Um, it was like so much more it was so much different than normal snowstorm. We were just not really ready uh, for something like that. And I think that we shouldn't have have been ready for something right. like that. That's normally not something that you need to prepare for. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe all brides should. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You should plan for a winter wedding fall, when you're doing a fall wedding, yeah. just in case. Well, let me back up one step. You you kind of said you were just like you just kind of rolled with it. So when when you first saw the the forecast when it first changed to snow and they were saying like, okay, this is going to be a pretty hefty amount of snow. What, what was going through your minds? Um, I thought I, they were lying. Personally, um, <laughs> I thought they were lying. <laughs> I ah, thought, I'm just kidders. Somebody I've, paid them off. <laughs> yeah, just sad. I've always considered myself uh, someone that this kind of thing happens to all the time. And my family kind of makes fun of me for that very reason. So, of course, like it's snowing at the end of October is like a very me thing to happen. Um, so, uh, in that way, I was prepared for it. Um, so I was able to actually, you know, like plan in advance and just say, okay, this is just the thing that happens to me. And that's, this is what's going to happen. You know, there's nothing else you can do about it. So, <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Um, so you were saying that, that uh, you were talking a little bit before. I feel like I kind of interrupted you. No, no worries. I think that was more me, my interruption. Oh, I feel like Danielle interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no manners. <laughs> So, oh, you were chatting before and you were saying that it was about an hour and a half to get to the ceremony. So, mm-hmm. Kristen, can you just describe, because I'm thinking of my favorite photo from your wedding day. Can you just describe what you felt when you got out of the limo and were walking into the church? Uh, well, okay, so one of the fun things that Joe and I did was we hired a trumpeteer. 
which I highly suggest that all brides do. <laughs> and I also highly suggest not telling anybody about it. Right. Because when people would walk into the church, that he was also in traditional trumpeteer garb. <laughs> right, yeah. Not That's in a nice. suit. We went, we went above and beyond. <laughs> and so when I was walking into the church, I'm wearing my rain boots, the limo driver is holding, I think the limo driver was holding the umbrella, and my dad's behind me with my flowers, and I'm thinking, like, oh, man, this is a mess. And then I hear the trumpeteer, and it's just like, all right. <laughs> it's funny. It put a big old smile on my face. Yeah. It did put a big smile on your face. And that still, that picture is still uh, in my homepage slideshow. Mm-hmm. It's one of the it's good ones. Favorite. It's one of my favorites, too. Yeah. And I'm going to be adding it to the show notes for this episode, too. So if everybody goes to putaringonitpodcast.com slash 004, you'll see this infamous photo. And you'll see Kristen <laughs> smiling her brains out in the snow and her rain boots. I love rain boots. <laughs> my, all my friends still say that we should submit the photo to L.L. Bean. Because they're L.L. Bean rain boots. <laughs> nice. He could retire, Dan. There you go. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys get to the church, mm-hmm. and do you get married? What happens? Obviously, you yes. get married. Yes, yeah. we do. Changed um, our minds. That, changed our minds. That whole uh, that whole part of it sort of went very smoothly. Um, as soon as the priest got there, yeah, the priest, of course, was um, a little bit late. Um, all the families were there. Um, that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody got there on time. Cool. Um, I had my nervous energy in the church cause Kristen was running late and the priest was running late. So I was just kind of pacing around, uh, in the church. I think that that's probably natural for anyone, regardless of the weather. Um, it's like a time. big, it's a big thing, but, uh, yeah, the ceremony went really smoothly. Um, yeah, you know, we, yeah, considering, um, that was probably one of the, the one constant, you know, the one thing that um, uh, we were glad went, you know, pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. There was nothing crazy, until, no surprises. Until uh, Joe, yeah, at, what was it, communion? Uh, yeah, so, okay. yeah. Would you like to say that? <laughs> sure. Um, so, um, everybody, we got to the point of, we because we had a full mass. Um, so we got to the point uh, where everybody's receiving communion at the mass. Um, and uh, I had been told uh before the mass started by um uh the person who was the venue coordinator, the, the venue coordinator right uh, <laughs> i'd been told before the mass started by the venue coordinator that the power had gone out at the venue that we were having the whole you know the whole reception like the uh the power had gone out and he told me that just before uh the the, the ceremony was about to start so i had to keep this inside of me um for the for the whole time it's Looking back, it's like, okay, it's just like a thing that happens. But at the time, you know, it was sort of a pressure-filled situation. So I chose communion to, you know, reach across and whisper in (laughs) Kristen's ear, uh, by the way, the power at the venue is out. um, And we might not be able to actually have the reception later today. But you had a great response. I just went, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What are you going to do? Yeah, her her reaction to that sort of I think set the tone for probably the rest of the day um, because it was just a she just sort of acknowledged it as like oh this is just a thing that happened and we're gonna roll with it as best as best we can. I think for the whole wedding, like listen, you're gonna spend months or years or however long planning your wedding, but something's gonna go wrong. It's gonna be something small like the florist put lilies in your bouquet when you didn't ask for lilies, or it's gonna be a <laughs> snowstorm. Right. You know, yeah. some 
you know, it could be something so silly or something big, but at the end of the day, you're marrying your best friend. So what does it matter? All those little details, yeah. you know? So I remember <laughs> leaving the ceremony and trying to get <laughs> to your reception <laughs> venue. Yeah. And I remember like, I was, it was like a mile away and I was like, all right, great. GPS is good. We're, everything's good. We're going to get there. Things are going to be great. And all of a sudden I saw a roadblock in front of me. So I made a right turn, went down five miles, tried to make a left turn to go up the mountain. And that road was close. So then I <laughs> did a UE, came back up 10 miles. That road was close. And finally I found some backwards way to get there underneath a tree that had fallen across a road that was being held up by a power line. Yes. And then, <laughs> uh, then we finally got there and everything was, it was just pitch black. I just remember there yeah. were like a few candles just hanging out in the hallway. And you guys were like, well, I think we're just going to head back to the hotel now. Yeah, well, our, the coordinator was, he was so sweet. He, he lived in the area and his house was just falling. It was his house was a mess with his family. Yeah. But he stayed at the venue and he was like, listen, if you guys want to do this tonight, we can do this or we can do this another day. Like, my staff is still here. We'll make this happen. We'll put candles out everywhere. And I was thinking, like, at the time, my grandma was 90. Yeah. So I'm thinking, there's no way she's going to be walking around. It's, it, wasn't, it wasn't the right thing to do. There were stairs, and it just it would have been a disaster. And they were so kind. They let us go. They let us have our reception the next morning, which, yeah. you know, they didn't have to do. They could just said, if you don't do it tonight, tough luck. But yeah. they, he stayed the whole night. And he made sure, you know, that they they didn't lose any more power. They kept the bridesmaids' flowers in the freeze in the fridges, and like he was talking to us about if they had no power, they would start grilling. They would take the yeah. grills out and start cooking that way. It's in in uh, in the context of the time, it all sounded like totally normal. But talking about it now, it sounds, it crazy. sounds, it sounds ridiculous now. Just talking about it. So, I mean, we kind of made the decision. Um, a lot of people had um, trouble getting to sort of like Dan was just describing, getting from the church to the hall. And there were a good number of people who weren't going to be able to even make it. That was sort of factored in to the decision, yeah. Bush just saying, you know what, they have time Sunday morning, early, you know, mid-morning into the afternoon to have this, and we decided to reschedule it then. It all ended up kind of coming together. Like, I remember that was the only Sunday that I had available yeah. Yeah. That, that whole month, so like I was able just to stay, you know, we all went back to the hotel, which, can we talk about the crazy drive from <laughs> yeah. the reception back to the hotel? Because that was nuts but it was the anyway that sunday was the only day that i remember having available that whole entire month and we i stayed over i wore my same sweaty gross clothes the next day <laughs> we all but it came together yeah so everybody just went back to the hotel after you guys made the call that we're like okay um we're not gonna have the reception tonight let's all head back to the hotel and everybody just went back to the hotel and what would you guys did you guys get together so what happened so what happened was um, a lot of people went directly to the hotel from the church. So a lot mm -hmm. of them were already waiting there. Yeah, um, we but the bridal buses. party, the bridal party was at the venue, um, right. and they sort of uh, came in with us and in their other cars um, to go to uh, to the hotel. So one of the the major parts of the story is that we were the last people to arrive at the hotel which meant that basically our entire families, and we have very big families, the entire families were already waiting in the lobby of the hotel. 
So it was really cool when Chris and I arrived in our like in our own car and we just like pulled up and walked into the hotel and all of a sudden like the two families just like erupted in applause and everybody started cheering when we walked in. And it was this really cool like spur of the moment type thing that you don't necessarily uh, you don't necessarily plan for, but it was one of those really like cool special moments that it's just, it was like a great feeling at the time. Yeah. And we had we had a I guess it's considered a small wedding when you have 115 guests. <laughs> I guess that's a considered, it can be considered small. It depends who you're asking. But for mm -hmm. our circle, it's considered small. Um, so we had put a lot of thought into who we invited and the, peop our, the people that we invited, they rallied. And while we were there, our friends were talking to our parents saying, okay, We've been calling around. We can go to dinner at Maggiano's across the street. They'll take all of us. You know, how many people from your side want to go? And, like, head counting and making the reservations. And we went up to change because I didn't – I'm not going to dance around in my dress at Maggiano's. Well, another thing is, like, nobody had any – proper clothes really for yeah. like what we were planning on so like we all went out to eat that night basically um <laughs> which is really uh it's it's like kind of an interesting thing like we all just like walked across the parking lot to a chain italian restaurant um and we went in with so many people they were the only restaurant in the area that was still open they still had power miraculously and they were able to accommodate us all like um, so we all people it was, yeah. yeah, it was like 75 people. It was like three quarters of the actual wedding was was there. Um, so we walk across this parking lot. Everyone's wearing like tuxedo pants and like a, a T-shirt <laughs> or like a dress with sneakers on. Like it was like Pajamas. a really, yeah. it was this hodgepodge of like people just like walking across this parking lot because nobody could drive anywhere. Um, and everybody goes in and we all sit down and we have like this dinner with all these people and it was so impromptu and just yeah. fun and exciting. It was great. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. I think that's a, a really um, key point that I feel like our listeners can take away is, Joe, you said earlier you were um, at the church in communion during the ceremony and that's when you kind of decided to tell Kristen that, hey, the power is kind of out at a reception and she was just like, okay. And you said that kind of set the tone for you. And I think yeah. what probably happened too is, all of your guests look to the two of you guys as, you know, as this partnership and reacted based on how you guys were reacting. I think it's probably safe to say that if you were crying or freaking out or, or reacting in whatever way felt most natural to you, other people probably would have been doing the same, but maybe because you set the tone and said, you know what, um, we can't really control this situation. We're just going to make the best of it and have a great time with all these cool people that came to see us. Everybody else followed suit and they didn't care. They didn't care if they didn't have the right outfit or whatever it was. Everybody just kind of celebrated. And that's, I think that's incredible. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's, be that's beautiful. Yeah, just it was great. beautiful. Uh. <laughs> People still talk to us about our wedding. Oh, God, constantly. And one of, yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that they say is, you know, if this had been my daughter, she would have been on the floor. I'm like, on the floor for what? <laughs> what are you going to do? Listen, life is not always fun, but you have to toughen up. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it could have it been stressful, but we were surrounded by all of our friends and family and, you know... If, if something terrible was going to happen, that's a good time for everything to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and we were, one of the other things, like, that I tell friends when they're getting married, like, when you choose your vendors, choose people that you're comfortable with and that you trust. So when we met Dan, Joe and Dan were wearing, like, the same outfit. We were, yeah. <laughs> yeah we were. 
Yeah. It was like it was the weirdest thing. And the minute we met Dan, it was like uh, it was like reuniting with an old friend. Yeah, it was, Dan yeah. and I email and we have more exclamation points than I think is humanly <laughs> possible in an email, but we do, yeah. you know. Very, very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, when we were picking every person that we were working with, it was people that we trusted and that we felt comfortable with and, you know, I think that was important, and at the end of the day, our vendors really pulled through. Difficulties happen, and it just kind of, you figure it out, or it doesn't work out. You know, like, and it's fine. You know, it's okay if things go wrong, or if something doesn't work out. Like, I remember uh, the, sort of, the coordinator at the venue, he just, he plays cocktail piano. So he offered to just, like, play, like, jazzy cocktail cocktail piano for the entire reception if the DJ couldn't get there. You know, it was it, great. That that was perfect if, if yeah. that happened. So it, um, it worked out. It worked out. That's awesome. At the end of the day, Saturday, you guys went to bed and you wake yeah. up on Sunday morning and the reception venue agreed to do like a reception 12, 12 to 4, I think is what it was, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, yeah. So what was it like going into that? I mean, you know, now your wedding is going on like, you know, 30 hours or something like that. People yeah. are still around. Did, was there like a relief? Was there an, a, a, even more of like an excitement that like, you know, we like got through this crazy time and now we still get to celebrate. We still get to party. Like what, what was the, the next day for you, like for you? There was no pressure the yeah. next day at all. No pressure. It was like we got almost like a trial run the previous day. And then the next day was just like <laughs> super easy because we woke up and it was sunny out and it was beautiful and there was snow everywhere too. So it was like a really, really nice out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was actually like a little bit warmer. So it was just like a really cool, interesting day. Yeah. Um, it was nice too. We had that extra day to spend with everybody that we cared about. Yeah. And it was the other funny thing was when we were in the lobby getting ready to go to the reception part too, we would get people coming up to us and they'd be like, oh, it was your wedding today? And we would say, no, it was yesterday. And they'd go, oh, ours too, but only half of the people showed up, you know, uh, and that's, you know, that's a sad thing, but it puts it in perspective that, you know, it could have been much worse and, the, you know. But the actual day of went like as smooth as possible. When you say you know? day of, do you mean Sunday or the, Saturday? Yeah, Sunday, the actual, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the backup day. The uh, redo. Went as, it really went. It went as smooth as possible. They were able to, they had gotten power back um, the next morning. They didn't tell us until later that they only had like one operating outlet at the place. That so. was outside. They had to run an extension cord for the DJ from outside. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, they were still sort of scraping by a little bit in the place, but I mean, it was, it was beautiful. They got all the food cooked. Um, it was just, everything went really, really well. Um, yeah. The At least the beginning of the next day, you know, you know through the day it was really cool yeah and everyone was happy to just dance get it out absolutely yeah you know <laughs> just wanted to dance i think too um one thing we should know in talking about all this there are um there are certain policies out there speaking insurance policies out there that if something were to happen on your wedding day um weather related i think it's under act of god things like that that there's certain things that this policy can do with regard to cool. if deposits are involved or, or things like that. Because for some people, if a wedding doesn't happen, they're out a lot of money. And not all vendors mm. are as great as Dan and it sounds like your venue yeah, and a few yeah. other people who are willing to be really flexible and accommodating. So I know um, one website that I use a lot when I recommend to my couples is called wedsafe.com. I know they do this type of insurance. Um, there's also insurance for, I just found this out, for change of heart. 
that if a couple decides that they're no longer interested in getting married, there's an insurance out there. I think it's wedgeshore.com. But this is interesting to me. I found out that, um, and this is through a friend of mine who owns a venue, but she said that the policy, from what we can read online, the policy for a change of heart, meaning the couple decides not to get married, it has to be purchased by someone other than the couple who's paying for the wedding. So the couple can't pay for the wedding. It has to be purchased by the person who is, not the couple. And it's it doesn't count if it's less than 365 days before the wedding. So anytime a year before the wedding, the policy doesn't count anymore, which wow. I think is crazy because I feel like of all times, that last year is perhaps the most stressful in wedding planning right, yeah, world. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I digress on that. But anyway, the point of the story is um, there is insurance out there that maybe if you are getting married in the winter or even the summer during you know, varying different weather things, there are policies out there that are relatively cheap compared to the rest of your wedding plans. Um, but the, the best thing is to do, I'm not an insurance person, the best thing to do is talk to your, your insurance agent and see what's what's available and yada, yada. Anyway, let's talk about something more fun. It's a good point though, because um, as, as much went wrong during the day, just enough stuff went right that we didn't, right. you know, we didn't have to cancel it. We just were right. able to reschedule it. So um, just enough things went right that it wasn't really that much of a big deal because, you right. know, backups fell into place. You know, it was yeah. just pretty easy. What did you guys wear? Did you wear your clothes from the day before? What did everybody do? Joe had to button my dress back up. Right. <laughs> I'm sure every bride dreams of her groom buttoning her dress up. Yeah, we all wore... Um, <laughs> We, uh, we, a lot of people were wearing like the same clothes they wore the night before. Um, I mean, you have the tux for two days, so you might yeah. as well use it again. So. Yeah. yeah. Really get the value. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. wore my dress twice. So. Yeah, definitely. Look at me. Yes. Totally sweet. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Very smart um, financially. Did you guys have a plan B for the day? I mean, like, cause you didn't really have much of a notice. No, there was there was no plan B. Yeah, we um, we hadn't even. I mean, we just accepted that. Oh, it might snow. Ah, uh, that's gonna be a bummer if it does. You know, we didn't really discuss or talk about having a backup plan, and that almost I don't know that it probably is important to have one, but it also helped us not be too anxious about the actual day because we weren't we weren't worried about the backup plan really at all we were just able to make decisions on the go while we were you know it's not like we were having the reception outside and oh it might rain so let's discuss tents it wasn't a situation like that this was a freak snowstorm absolutely yeah yeah and it's like you said it never snows in october so even in if we had dreamed oh the maybe maybe there'll be snow there also could have been a tornado right (laughs) you know if we're talking crazy, maybe a hurricane or so. Well, that well, was my bridal shower. That, and that's another <laughs> item. Our, our our first anniversary was Hurricane Sandy, and we had to evacuate out of our home because Hurricane Sandy hit. So that's uh, we have Jeez, some guys. bad luck <laughs> <laughs> with things like this. So I forgot just, about just that. A little, just yeah. a little note. Everyone jokes that whenever we have kids, we need to give everybody like a six-month warning. <laughs> so they know to like get out of town. Yeah. Some catastrophe is coming when that happens. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. We're That's warned, crazy. Everybody. Yeah. And I think too in your case, I imagine once you saw this forecast turn to snow, it's 
if it were me, I'd almost think it was a little bit of a relief because, okay, snow's really pretty and, you know, it's a little bit easier than rain. Maybe that affects some like travel and, and whatnot. It'll delay some things, but I would never think that, well, the power could go out. And like Joe said earlier, because there were still leaves on the trees, everything got heavy. All the power lines just got really weighed down. So, um, that's, that's, that's really interesting that you guys say that just because, you know, it's not necessarily the first thing you would think when you see snow on your forecast to freak out because there's yeah. no real reason to freak out. But um, the power thing really got you. I was Go actually on. okay with the rain because I know that rain makes for very beautiful photos. It's a nice light. It's a very nice light with rain. But the snow, though, the next day, I mean, lovely. it was bright and shining and all the sunlight was reflecting off the ground. You know what I mean? Like the photos were incredible the next day. So it was like little victories, you know, in terms of like, uh, just yeah. like, yeah, a bad thing happened. Um, but we got some, you know, good out of it too. So and it's also funny, like when other people talk about our wedding, if they have a bride who's freaking out about something, they're like, let me tell you a story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're that story yeah, we're for that everyone. Story. We hadn't realized that nice. you usually get that story told to you by other people um yes. we were those people who you were saying oh god i feel bad if there's anyone getting married today um that was us so it was kind of a cool uh in retrospect it was in retrospect it was cool yeah. i have shared your story with many couples <laughs> plenty of <Good>. times <laughs> yeah. so so knowing what you both know now what would you say to the engaged Kristen and joe <laughs> I almost wouldn't want to tell them anything. Um, <laughs> That's a good yeah, point. That would have changed everything. <laughs> you can go first if you have anything. I think in like a not including snow, just like the whole wedding process. I think the minute you mention wedding, you become in a wedding bubble and there's a whole culture with wedding this and Pinterest that and blogs and everything. And it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But at the same time, it's almost overwhelming and you almost lose sight of what you wanted. So we would go see a vendor and, you know, for example, our DJ would say, oh, you need to get 47 lights per person. And we were like, what? Yeah. We don't need 16 stands of lights. The venue would never have held it anyway. You know, we just wanted a DJ there playing music. We didn't need a video of pictures of us playing while the reception, like just things like that, I think. When you get engaged, it's important to sit down with, you know, your fiance and say, you know, what's important to us? What do we want to do? Because the minute you you tell people you're getting married, everybody has an opinion and, you know, it kind of takes away. You feel pressured to do things. And, you know, I knew for me, photography was the big ticket. I didn't care what my dress looked like, like. I wasn't stressed out, but I knew <laughs> I knew photography for me was like a big thing because that's what you have at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? It's almost worth writing down at the very beginning of the process what you want to do because the further along you get, the more you lose sight maybe of the things you wanted originally and you just start, you know, things inflate over time and you say, oh, we'll add this on and we'll add that on. Um, I think it's important to have, if I were talking to myself um, I talk to myself all the time. If I were talking to um, engaged <laughs> to uh, engaged Kristen and Joe, uh, you know, six months, eight months before the wedding, um, just perspective is really important. Just you know, just everyone tells you to relax. It's hard to relax, so it's really important that you like 
consciously try to, you know, you really, really have to have a healthy sense of perspective. Yeah, it's important. Um, if you want to spend money, that's, that's totally fine, you know, but you have to just like make sure that, oh yeah, well something might happen during the day. The point of this isn't just, you know, the party, you know, like it's, that's, that's a, that's an element that makes it better. Um, but I think that it's important to just, um, just make sure that you're having a good time during the process, you're handling the stress as best as possible. Um, and just, you know, take everything as it, take everything as it comes. And you have a trumpeteer. Yeah. And a trumpeteer. Yeah. <laughs> Makes <laughs> everything better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Highly recommend it. So I love it. Um, Kristen and Joe's rules for weddings. One, roll with the flow. Two, set your priorities. Three, have a trumpeteer. The yeah, end. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's the yeah. list. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. yeah. yeah I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you guys might have covered this a little bit, but I, I still want to ask this specific question anyway, um, because it's it's been a while since your wedding, four years, and you I know you've been to some other weddings that maybe went smooth, quote unquote. Um, do you have any regrets about the day at all or that it was any different? I see you shaking your heads. I, I do have a couple. Be, only... Um, because of the weather, a couple people weren't able to yeah. actually come. You know what uh, I mean? So my grandmother couldn't come to the reception, you know, the next day. So that's one of those things that it, it sort of gets lost in the excitement of everything happening. And, yeah, of course she would have loved to have yeah. been there. You know, my grandma and my aunt and uncles, you know, they, they, they weren't able to get there because even the next day it was Where difficult to get around. People had to leave early. Yeah. so it was Sunday. Exactly. So um, that was – you know, honestly, that's a bit of a regret now. Everyone's probably going to have regrets that something, you know, yeah. didn't go as it was supposed to. But um, they shouldn't necessarily, they shouldn't outweigh yeah. all the things that actually went really well. And so. I, I also think it's, a, it's, it's, I guess it's, un, I don't know if unfair is the right word, but it's almost silly to compare one wedding to another because yeah. it's they're all different. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, what Joe and I wanted for our day is completely different than what our friends wanted. And we had fun at all of our friends' weddings, yeah. you know? It wasn't like we were like waiting, well, this wasn't as good as ours. Where's the snowstorm? Right, exactly. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, they had they had a different each each one has had a different wedding in some way. Yeah. You know, and it's it's nice. The point like we're just with friends and that's what matters to us. Yeah. Friends and family. Yes. And trumpeteers. Yeah. Trumpeteers. Yes. So I feel like you already said it, but what advice do you have for couples who are currently in that planning stage? Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. They say everybody says that. Hire a trumpeteer. Yeah. Hire a trumpeteer. <laughs> but I mean, everybody says like, "Oh, relax, enjoy." It goes so quickly, and it does. And it does. When you're in it, it doesn't feel like it's going quickly because there's a weird. It's it's a weird process where. The first, as soon as you get engaged, you have to like rush and like book the venue and like nail down the vendors. And then there's nothing. There's literally nothing until maybe like two months before. And then you're running around again. And the only real reminder that you're getting, you're getting married is you're sending checks off every (laughs) couple of months, you know, but and like, I kept busy with like crafts, Mm. but the craft queen over here. Yeah. (laughs) Too many crafts. In hindsight. Yeah. They looked nice, though. I have no regrets about that. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that we've probably, you know, said a lot of it already. We sort of set the tone, I think, a little bit for how the actual day went. 
that shouldn't be more stress on people, you know, like you shouldn't pressure people into having a good time necessarily if something is going poorly. You know, you're allowed to feel bad mm -hmm. if things aren't going the way that you want them to. But we had as positive an outlook as possible. And I think that that put our guests probably at ease. Yeah. Um, so if, if you can try to do that, you know, like yeah. the more fun that you're having, probably the more fun that they're going to have, even if everything is going fine, you know, there yeah. doesn't have to be a storm for that to, for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and also to let some of the little things slide. It's, you know, on the day of just, you know, just generally like let, let some of the little stuff slide or have someone else deal with them, you know, <laughs> like, so you don't yeah. have to worry about it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a celebration. You shouldn't be freaking out or putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. That's just me. Yes. I don't know if we could have said that any better, Dan. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. You guys you guys are amazing to talk to. And I, I think um, you've given our listeners so much good information and I feel like I've learned a lot just in how I deal with things. I'm, um, I could tend to freak out over little things. I think my partner Mike could attest to that. So, um, you know what? It's just about handling things to the best of your ability and people will, will see that and, uh, react to it. So right on guys. So anyway, um, we have the show notes up on the website. Um, you can actually see Dan's photos from both of these weddings. If you had to put a ring on it, podcast.com slash zero zero four, the show notes are up there and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. We really want to thank you guys for both being here. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to remind all of our viewers out there just to review and subscribe. We're on new and noteworthy right now, which is really exciting for us. And we would really love to stay there. Yes. And by listening and reviewing, subscribing, doing all those little trinket things that come with iTunes, um, that helps us a lot. We're also on SoundCloud and Stitcher for those non-Apple users out there. So um, another thing for future episodes, we want to answer the questions that you guys have. So if you head to our website, hit that little um, get in touch button, contact. I forget what I wrote, but send us a message with your wedding question there or just shoot us an email, whatever you guys want to do. But hopefully we get to answer it on an upcoming episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. All right. Peace out, guys. <laughs> <laughs>